Good morning. Greetings in the blessed and holy name of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we love and we will serve forever. It is a privilege and an honor for our God to allow me to continue to have these podcasts with all of you every Sunday morning. I pray that it blesses you as much as it blesses me. Just always remember, Pastor Dean and I, we love you. You are always in our hearts. We think of you always. And we pray for all of his blessings to be a part of your life today and even until the end of the world. So before I bring my message this morning, let's start with a prayer. Let us pray. Our precious, heavenly, loving, merciful, forgiving Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for hearing and answering our prayers daily. This morning we lift our prayer unto you, that you will continue to teach us that we may grow by the power of your word, that we can remain steadfast in the truth and nothing but the truth and continually live by your words because your word is the only way, the only truth, and is the only way to eternal life. So bless us now as we enter in to the knowledge that will be brought to us by way of your seventh-fold Holy Spirit as we place our mind in an attitude of worship and praise with eagerness to hear what the seventh-fold Holy Spirit has to say to the churches. We dedicate this service unto you as we continue to be blessed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. And amen. I want to begin my message this morning with a scripture found in John 12. I'm going to be reading verses 12 through 15. And it reads, The next day a great multitude had come to the feast. When they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him and cried out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Then Jesus, when he had found a young donkey, sat on it, as it is written, quote, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. Unquote John 12, verses 12 through 15. So brothers and sisters in Christ, I would like you to understand that this scripture is talking about the week before his death, before the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ, before he came that day to the people. He was riding into Jerusalem on a donkey. You see, the early followers of Jesus knew him, And this was a week that began with tremendous excitement and expectation. They've gotten to know him. They've gotten to see his miracles. They had been followers of Jesus now by this time for approximately three and a half years. 
They had witnessed Jesus performing extraordinary miracles. He was healing the sick, casting out demons, um, silencing the religious leaders of the day with authority, and even raising the dead. He was there and answered all the questions and challenges of all the people and all the religious leaders at that time. Yes, they had all come to believe that he was the coming Messiah, that all the prophets of the Old Testament had spoken of. And now they were ready to crown him as their king and to live and rule with him forever. All of Jerusalem was looking towards this great event with anticipation and hope, as written there in John 12, verses 12 through 15. So again, I, re- I, I remind you that this week began with tremendous excitement and great expectations. But as the week progressed, the people, including the disciples, went from exalting the Lord to rejecting the Lord. From excitement to disappointment and discouragement. Listen, from hope to having no hope and from belief to unbelief. Think about it. They began the week proclaiming him as king. But the story in the Bible goes on to tell you that they ended the week rejecting him. You know, you might say that it was a week in which dreams and hopes were shattered and their belief in Jesus as the Messiah was lost and destroyed. The Bible tells us that at the end of that week, these same people who began the week proclaiming him as king of the Jews were now rejecting him and sentencing him to to the crucifixion on the cross. You see, his disciples who proudly argued with one another about who was going to be the greatest to sit next to him in the kingdom were now forsaking him. Remember, Peter, who once proclaimed him as the Christ, was now found denying him three times, it tells you, in the book of John. Yes, sadly to say, their belief in Christ was so shattered that even after his resurrection, they were slow to believe. Listen to this in John chapter 12, verses 37 through 38. It reads, But although he had done so many signs before them, they did not believe in him that the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke, quote, Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed, unquote. You see, all of these people and the situations that they went through, the crisis that they went through, all of it caused them to have a lack of belief. A fail, they have failed to keep their self in check, to keep their mind focused on the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we don't want to be caught in that same web of deception that these people in the Bible, in the New Testament, in the book of John, were to the extent that they fulfilled the prophet Isaiah's prophecy concerning Quote, Lord, who has believed our report, unquote. You see, the people and the other disciples were deceived concerning their belief and faith. 
You know, Peter never thought it was possible that he could deny the Lord. The others never imagined abandoning him in moments of crisis. What about you? What about me? What about the Christians in the world today? Do they, do we really know how strong our belief system is? While Jesus was on earth, he tried on many occasions and used many opportunities to well prepare his disciples and the multitude for times of crisis. Brethren, right now, we have many opportunities and are well prepared for the time of crisis that is at hand. We have heard many sermons. We have been anointed many times upon the magnificent golden altar. But remember that at that time, they all failed to grasp the significance of what he was trying to tell them right up until the day that they had false concepts of Jesus and his kingdom. Listen to John 12, 32, 34. And it reads, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. Unquote. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. The people answered him, Quote, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? Imagine how many times the Lord Jesus Christ spoke the truth. All the miracles that he performed. I have a question to you. How many times has Jesus Christ proven himself through the many miracles we have experienced in our lives and in the lives of all those whom we have brought to the Hawaii Fellowship of the Universal World Church. How many times we have stood upon the magnificent golden altar. Many of us healed. Many of us received new insights and new knowledge. Many of us received new jobs. How many times has the Lord healed not only our finances, not only our hearts, but healed us spiritually. Brethren, the people of Israel in that day had a strong concept already fixed in their minds as to what was expected from the Messiah and how he would rule. So they are still trying to see Jesus and his kingdom through distorted lens, through their own eyes, not with the eyes of the Spirit, why? Because their hearts could not grasp the full significance of what Jesus was saying to them. You know, as he was sharing with them, they were already beginning to lose faith in him. They said, Lord, who has believed our report? Matthew sixteen twenty two says, Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. What does that tell us? Here we find Peter, who has just received the revelation of who Christ was. 
still holding to his false conceptions and preconceived ideas. You know, they were preventing him from seeing the full picture of how Jesus's kingdom was to be revealed. So as a result, his belief in Christ was not able to be strengthened beyond his limited perspective. This contributed to Peter's weakened condition in his moment of trial and crisis when he denied three times that he ever knew Jesus. How sad, for he missed an opportunity to prove his faith and to allow his belief to be strengthened. He lost the opportunity to be a witness, a faithful witness unto the Lord Jesus Christ. So I ask you this question, what happens to us when we are trying something that is difficult? When a trial comes our way, do we revert back to the old? Do we go backwards? We know that that's wrong and ineffective. This is why it is so important to strengthen our belief system immediately. Peter, as well as the other disciples, had been taught the view of the coming of the Messiah since their early childhood days. It tells you that. But there were many false things that had built very strongly into their belief system. They reverted back to the days of disillusionment. Their belief became unbelief. Their faith became shattered. Brothers and sisters in Christ, how many of us have allowed other things beside the word of God to shape our belief system, such as negative experiences, philosophies, traditions of men, Empty deceit. Colossians 2, 6 through 8 reads this. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in faith, as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy an empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. My purpose in this message has been to make us aware of how dangerous and damaging it is for us not to continually strengthen our belief in the vision that God has given us. We must do it while we have the opportunity. We can see that China's power is becoming stronger than ever before. They are powerful economically, financially. And their every intention is to take over the world. Think about it. If they take over the world... They will not allow Christianity any longer. We must do what we can now 
while there is still time. The word of God says, work while there is yet day. We can't allow ourselves to grow weak. We must continue to trust in the Lord and His kingdom power. The dark hour is coming, yes. But the light of the knowledge of Christ's coming is also on its way. The Bible tells us that there will be darkness all over the land, just as there was when He was on the crucifixion, when He was on the cross. But after that day, His disciples were strengthened and they went throughout the earth, shaking this earth with the word of God and letting them know that the kingdom of God is at hand. Brothers and sisters in Christ, all of this is not a coincidence. All of this is not a coincidence. The Lord has done what he has done for a very special and divine purpose. You must not be shaken. You must not feel like sheep without a shepherd. You must become shepherds yourself. God is calling you not to be on your own, but to be strengthened by the spirit of his power. By way of his word, you are not alone. We are one, the one divine army of God, which he will continue to use. We are the golden candlestick Christians. We cannot be stopped now. We have our hands to the plow, but we must keep moving forward. We cannot just keep our hands on the plow and say that we're not looking back. It's not enough to not just look back. We have to continue to plow forward. We must move with the word of God. When push comes to shove, golden candlestick Christians, shove, shove, go through, make it happen. Cause the vision of God to come to pass. Let the militant army of God's manifested sons and daughters prevail over the enemy. The devil is a liar and the father of all lies. And there's only one way that he can be stopped. And that's by the power of his army. I need you to stay in tune with the events of this world so that you will not be sidetracked so that it will not be a shock to you because things are happening so quickly. Climate change, our financial situation, socialism, and everything else that you hear, chips being implanted in the foreheads and the forehands, China taking over the minds and lives of all the people of the world. Now they're even trying to destroy the temple in Israel. There's so many things going on. You know what those so many things are? All the things that are predicted in the book of the Revelation. It is moving now so quickly, unlike ever in the past. 
The word of God says the days will be shortened, my friends. Work while there is yet day. Stay focused on who you are. You not, may not be a pastor. You may not be a minister. But you are a child of God. And each one of us fit perfectly into God's plan. You may not be the head. You could be the hand. You could be the foot. You could be the mouth. Whatever part of the body that you are, God needs you. Stay focused, my friends. Don't lose sight of the plan that God has given us. Let's not fail him. I beseech you in the blessed and holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus saith the word of the Lord, Work while there is yet day, for night cometh quickly, and I shall come as a thief in the night, and no one shall know what that day is. But my golden candlesticks have a promise. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him, even those who pierced him. My golden candlestick Christians will be there. When I come with my entourage of angels, and I will claim you for myself Hold fast to what you have, and let no man take away your crown. Thus saith the word of the Lord. Amen and Amen.